0: dance your heart on fire podcast episode number 52 but what three tips would you give the leads to improve their bachata if they're looking to improve their bachata and they're listening right now what would you tell them
1: um so i love to say this one in the beginning uh like as soon as we start the partner work portion of our class the first thing i always tell people is what i'll say right now um and it's sometimes a little bit hard to hear especially for beginners and what we like to say is if you can if you can dance uh, an entire song with the person in front of you without having to rely on any dips, tricks, or turn, par- or turn patterns of any kind and you can just stay doing the fundamentals um, the entire time, then you are doing a good job. If you have to rely on any sort of turn patterns or dips of any kind, uh, throughout to get you through the song, then you still have a lot of work to do based on your
2: fundamentals. 24 horas no tengo tu amor Por más que contenerme de no llorar y hacer mal fuerte No consigo reponerme del desamo tu
3: voz Welcome to the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast The podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar.
0: Hello, hello everyone, this is Charles with the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast coming at you with another podcast this week, and this week we're going we're going to do something a little bit different. Um you guys have been listening before, you know that I typically interview a kizomba instructor, but today we have a bachata couple that I've actually had the pleasure of meeting a couple times over the past year and I'm like I got to get these guys on my podcast because their energy is so awesome. Then I saw their videos and like all these millions of views. So I was like, "Okay, okay, these guys are hustling." So um, I would like to introduce Jonathan and Jennifer Isabel also known as hashtag J squared
1: what's up hey. Charles my man
0: what's going on brother what's going on
3: hi everyone
0: yes 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 I'm excited to see you guys in two weeks at DCBX
1: yes definitely yes. oh my god we love that event so it's gonna be a lot of fun
0: it's gonna it's our that event there it's crazy
3: but I don't think I I think I missed the very first two just because I wasn't a dancer in a way but I think I've been at DC every single year since I've been.
0: isn't it crazy to like go to an event where you like barely starting out and then in a couple of years you're like you're an artist at the same event yeah
3: I think yes
0: I think probably. that's what
3: DC is for DC and LA has been for me that's awesome yeah I made it
0: we're making it
3: oh yeah
0: <laughs> nice 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 all right, so for our listeners who have not heard of you, can you go ahead and introduce yourselves to our lovely listeners and fill in any gaps that I didn't include?
3: Sure, um, so my name is Jennifer Isabel and I, uh, I've i been dancing for, uh, professionally for about eight years uh, and mostly bachata. I do dabble in a little bit of uh, social dancing in terms of like salsa and zuke. Uh, mm-hmm. I perform and teach bachata. That's right. Oh yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <sighs> and
1: uh, my name is uh, Jonathan Godinez. I am originally from Miami, Florida, born and raised. Um, my background is uh, Colombian and Cuban, and uh, I started dancing like when I was like 15 years old, uh, Cuban salsa. I started. I started with Cuban salsa all the way up till I was like 25 years old, which is when I moved to New York. It was always a very casual thing. I was always teaching, but never like performing or anything serious like that. Um, and then I was turned into, and then I moved to New York, and then that's when I was introduced to bachata and uh, and onto salsa, and that's when I started uh, taking it more seriously. And I joined uh, Jennifer's team actually. Um, at the time, she had a team and I joined her team and I started training um, and I would say that that's when I guess, you know, I, I I started, I wouldn't say professionally, but that's when I started definitely taking it more serious uh, and I wanted to pursue dance. Nice. And that's so, pretty much it.
0: Nice, nice, nice. We'll, we'll definitely get into how you guys first met and all that kind of stuff, because if I know correctly, you guys are a dance couple and also like a romantic couple, yes? Mm, (laughs) is that is that a a no-go zone um it's
1: not a no-go zone it's just very interesting because we (laughs) we um we don't necessarily like talk about it um the thing is is like we love to we love people to see our connection for what it is and Mm -hmm. it's not like necessarily something that we could
3: say is like romantically or not make th- we want them to make their own assessment exactly basically. like we leave it open for interpretation uh just because it's uh well go ahead i'm so sorry no, no no no. go ahead um it's it's a like we i don't know about jonathan but how i feel is that um i've seen the other side of um being an artist where I'm like, yes, you, you have a profile and, you know, you've declared your relationship, whether it's professionally and personal, but then it you also open the door for other people to, I don't want to say metal, but they also um, criticize you and they believe that just because you have this public professional life and, you know, you are mm. out there on social media, that that gives them a right to uh, into your personal life if that makes if that makes sense in a way.
0: That definitely makes a lot of sense for sure. which um, I
3: totally get because you you open yourself up to like the public and you want them to feel connected to you. but I, I think it's somewhere uh, people forget boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it gets a little tricky so we just we and, and, not. and we're
1: also like strong firm believers of like having a dance partnership. Um, there's so many dance couples out there, and and we we are like so we so strongly and firmly believe that connection is important when you have a dance partnership.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: some people forget that. And sometimes you know, which which is, I get it too. Like you have a super talented, amazing dancer that's been dancing for ballet for a hundred years, and then you have another dancer that's been trained in contemporary arts and salsa and then you put them together and you have a banging couple that's like you know you it's like amazing right but then mm-hmm. at the same time like where's the connection like there's no connection and i think connection is so important when it comes to dance and we're we we really care about that so it's like what we want to we want to show is like you don't need to be in a, re- in a romantic relationship to have such a great connection um so
0: i For sure, for sure.
3: Just because, like, um, and we also try to prove that with our social dancing. Like, we try to give um, dancers uh, a similar experience to what they think that J Squared is about. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for example, like they see me dancing with Jonathan, and I just try to um, have them see that I I can build connection with them too. Not not the same, obviously, as Jonathan because it's just a friendship on a different level, but um but there there can be a, a connection established
0: definitely I like that position because definitely like having your a lot of your life in the public eye being a dance partner and kind of promoting yourself and things like that of course that you have that line of being professional and then you having your personal life as well I mean even with my relationships that i've had in the past I, I tend to not put any of that on social media just because so much of me is on social media already you know okay. exactly so yeah i can relate to that for sure
1: exactly and i'm sure a lot of people can um it's it's totally a normal thing especially in the dance world it,
3: it,
0: nice nice nice
3: yeah it, it's tricky just because it, it's it's a it's a two-way street either you put your relationship out there so you so your audience feels like they are there with you they are next to you
1: invested in your relationship um
3: which mm-hmm. which i've seen be done successfully but it doesn't work out that way for everyone
1: for
2: so sure so
3: i'm just yeah we're just avoiding the risks of it not working out so
0: yeah i can relate to that for sure how long have you guys been dance partners
1: um i would say officially we uh i would say it's officially since maybe like our second dance video.
0: What do you think?
3: Yeah, it's coming. Up, like our one year would be coming up
0: very soon. It's like
1: October. It would be
0: right. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So you guys have kind of been kicking butt and taking names in a short amount of time, huh? Yeah.
1: I mean, our our debut of our first routine was January twenty eighth, and uh, of this year, and we uh, we really honestly like. I it was a it was definitely a conversation that I that i had with jennifer i was like jennifer you need to come and sit sit down and have a conversation with me because we need to be partners and Mm -hmm. it's not about that life because she just got out of like a you know five six year uh dance team commitment Mm -hmm. and she just didn't think that it would work out and i was i gave her so many reasons as to why it would be so positive and she, it just wasn't happening. And then I was like, okay, fine. Let's make a dance video together. And it's going to be different. And it's going to change. It's going to change uh, your your perception as to why we should or should not be partners. And uh, when we made that video, she's like, oh, my God. What is happening here? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he
3: tried to bribe me with food, Charles. He <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Nice. And then I, I, I mean... Really, it's just like after that video came out, it was a, it was like a, a stream of promoters asking us to come and perform at their event, and we're just like, mm-hmm. we have, we don't have any shows. Like we're, just, <laughs> we're just doing a video together. Um, so that's, and then when it, it just consistently kept, kept happening, and we're just like, you know what? Let's make another video. You know, like let's just make another video to to go um, to add on to the first one that we made, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after that, it, it, again, it just kept happening. Like a full stream of promoters coming and asking us to be at their events. And that's when we were like, okay, let's go try and be at one of the events as, as social dancers and see what happens. And we did like a demo at the event and that was awesome and everything. But we just felt like, okay, it's time to like make this official and start working on a routine. And that's what we did. And, and, before we even finished the routine, we were already booked through like half the year. Um, That's crazy. So it was it was really cool and we're like super fortunate and thankful for that.
0: That's awesome. So the fact that you mentioned the videos um, is one of the things that stood out to me um, from other dance couples I've seen, even in salsa, bachata, kizomba. Like you guys are seem to put a very high focus on professional videos um, and like collaborations and like that kind of thing. So, uh, I'm curious, where does that come from? Like, how did you guys start with that?
3: In terms of the videos, uh, Jonathan, uh, yeah, he hasn't mentioned it, but Jonathan does a uh, video and photo, uh, professionally uh, as a, as a freelancer. Correct.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Um, so he, that would explain the, all the, the crazy yeah. effects and like, from up above and like the text on the videos. I'm like, this guy's like professionally producing videos. It's, 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 different than just taking your iPhone and like recording something, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: So that's why the videos are so well. I mean, Jonathan is an amazing, um, amazing editor and photographer and videographer, um, which I'm so happy that the community also, um, is slowly with our videos, slowly recognizing that and actually reaching out, um, to him to produce, um, higher quality videos. Uh, but I think the quality aspect applies to all that we do. And
2: mm-hmm. I
3: really enjoy that because that's a conversation that me and Jonathan had. And we agreed to before we actually launched that everything that we would do, it would be of uh, higher quality and not just getting something out there just to put it out there, but making sure that everything that we put out there uh, is of uh, superb quality just too. I think it also comes from Jonathan's background of not only seeing what's going on in the dance scene, but seeing on like professionally, like what's in outside in the technology world, maybe like television and um, and movies.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, like I uh, I my background is like I I graduated uh, college from I have a bachelor's in film and digital production. That's awesome. So that's literally like what my life has revolved around and that's like why I moved to New York um that's what I did in Miami I worked for like Telemundo and Univision and when I came to New York my vision was like my goal was to start working with bigger companies and do bigger things uh so it wasn't at all for dance it was actually for you know for photo and video and and that's what I came here for and that's what I started doing you know I started working for NBC and that's just always been my background and and it's like <clears throat> when I started dancing, I never wanted to mix the two worlds. Um just because I just like, you know, I I want to separate the two, one is for work and one is for pleasure, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh I I I in in like the nicest way possible is there's just a huge lack of of good quality stuff on social media for the dance community
0: um i would completely agree with that 110 percent
1: so um it's 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 people don't think of it the same way you know people people are like oh there's a good video of me social dancing but they took it with their iphone and the phone is standing up and down Uh, and you know the the way that you look at the phone like you're filming up and down that's the way people film things now Mm -hmm. because that's just what's comfortable for them they're not trained they you know they're used to Snapchat and stuff like that and it's just like that's not professional and they'll put a, a video of them like that and and it's just and that's and that's okay because really in reality, which is what I'm I've always realized, in reality what people care about is the dancing. Mm-hmm. In reality if you have if you're one of their favorite dancers and they have a tons a huge following because they're amazing dancers. You can put the crappiest video out there; they do not care. They will show love. Exactly,
0: it still go. It can still go viral. It still has that it potential. Doesn't
1: matter. And and unfortunately, like one of the things that Jennifer and I are that are we're really staying away from, is uh, videos that go out there of dancers because they have low cut shorts or super tight uh, bodysuits on and things like that, and because the girl is, you know, gorgeous and has a great body or whatever, that video goes viral. And mm-hmm. we're, we're strongly care about not having, not, sh- you know, like, making our videos look like, oh, wow, they're, they're completely showing off her body so that they can get more views. And we're trying yeah, hear to really show that you can do something strong and positive and have a good message without having to show so much, you know, and we really care about that as well. So it's just like all about, uh, we kind of like, I'm sorry. I kind of like totally veered off from the original question. It's
0: okay. Then it's completely fine.
1: But we basically, we really care about quality and um, it's, we, we do have, you know, like our routine and everything, but you know, the way we see it is like you have one or two or maybe three routines a year and that's, and, and are you going to just keep promoting the same show and the same costume for an entire year? Or even if it's two or three, no, like people want to see other things and we love to do, I'm like a storyteller. So why not tell stories and have people get connected to us in different ways? Um, And And that's
0: exactly what I feel when I watch you guys' video. Like I was watching uh, the video to photo and it's like, even there's like a minute before even there's any like a first step of dancing, but it's obviously that you guys are like at a theme park, you guys are having fun and all that kind of stuff. And so um, I feel like you can mix the power of storytelling and the dance with high quality video. And I mean obviously you guys have seen the results with the way that your videos have been uh, received on social media, but I think it just it makes a lot of sense because you just need to produce high quality content that engages your audience, you right, know and right. A story is the perfect way to do that.
1: Yeah, for sure, exactly. like any any it's like anything, honestly, and people sometimes don't realize it, but when you go watch a movie, Like a movie is going to suck if it doesn't have a good story. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's simple. It's a very simple thing, you know? And that's the way I feel about like any video, almost only, almost like any video, it's totally arguable, but you can watch any video. And if there's no story to it, sometimes it's just not the same thing. But with dancing videos, like you can put a video of somebody dancing out there and you'll watch the whole thing. And there's necessarily no story, but, to me it's way more interest- like i'd rather watch a video of somebody telling a story than a video of somebody social dancing the entire time for like 3 minutes you
0: know yeah i hear you
3: i think it's also your perspective um, and we also recognize like the other side of it right um, our the dancing isn't accustomed to seeing these kind of videos so like one of the backlashes that we get is where, well there wasn't enough dancing um, so I think that goes into perspective, like, why are you watching this video? Some people watch dance videos because they're looking to to copy moves or they're trying to see what's happening in this specific style versus just taking a video and watching for for what it is and just enjoying, um, again, like Jonathan said, the story versus looking for something more than what and what what it is um i think that we're very comfortable with not having like, like you said uh, more story or a balance of story and dancing just mm-hmm. because we 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 know that there's dance videos like if you want a full dancing video you can probably go on youtube and you can find that we're just trying to do something different
1: yeah and and that's the that's also goes into the the collaboration effort part like you said it. Mm-hmm. um We're so, so, so about bringing people together and showing that the scene could be one and the scene could be united, Um, that you don't need to make a video only about Jonathan and Jennifer, that you can make a video and do things with other dancers. And that's okay. You know, dancers nowadays are so focused on promoting themselves.
2: Mm -hmm. They, They
1: forget that there's other people out there that you... You 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 um, go to events and you collaborate with these people. You hang out with these people. Some some of these people become your friends. They become um, you know people that you end up seeing in other events and you get close to them and or whatever the case may be. It's like why is it that your your social media has to be only about you? There's so many other people out there doing great things and why not share the love, you know, and bring people together. So that's why we started doing videos with our friends it's like well we love these people it would be great to have them and and uh like everybody that we've had in our videos starting with uh the first one we started collaborating was like with mark uh mark brewer who came down from like literally flew down from detroit to be in the video and kimberly from canada she came uh just to be in the video we had like um different people from new york like isabel and chris and um, yep. And Leo, Leo, who now lives in Texas, he's like all like all this is so important to us. And then we did the two the photo one in L.A. where we had like George Contreras from L.A. and Tony and Gracie and Ashley. Like these guys are all such humble people. And we were so honored to have them in the video and um, highlight highlight their talents as well. You know, it's it wasn't all about us. So and, and we really like to promote that.
0: That's awesome. That's really awesome to see the collaborations. It's really awesome to see the focus on quality and the focus on telling a story and things like that. So that's really, really awesome to talk a little bit about the the partnership. I know you guys haven't been partners for that long, um, but obviously there's always lessons learned and you guys have been booked a lot as well. But I'm pretty sure that's come with challenges as well. So I'm just curious, um, really quick, what would you guys say has been the biggest challenge for you guys uh, coming out.
3: Um, there's a couple I would say, but uh, the one that pops uh, sticks out in my head is, um, which is another reason why I hesitated to partner with Jonathan is that we both come from other teams and other styles, and just having folks or and or promoters um, see J squared as something new, something not previously done. Uh, by one another like I come from another team but with another style with another um, work ethic and reputation and so does Jonathan Jonathan had had his own team and just really making sure that that's being distinguished uh, in this brand new partnership
1: yeah I mean it, w- it hasn't like, ever that, really, not, like a challenge, it hasn't but... been like a huge challenge um, I, I but it's definitely been something um, that we face but besides that like as far as like the dancing goes uh i i definitely think that one of our challenges has been um especially with the like changing scene is really showing people that um central pachata doesn't have to be so central when it comes to oh. uh when it comes to like dips and things like that like we've encountered um classes where people are like oh but You know, we want to do this and we want to do that. And why can't we dip her? And we saw this video of this person dipping like this, and we want to do that. And it's like, well, we don't teach that. Like, you can be central without having to do things like that. And that's one of like our like ever-going challenges that we're really trying to um, let students know that it doesn't. You don't have to rely on that kind of stuff. Um, That's one thing, and definitely the fact that we're producing a lot of video content. Mm-hmm. um we have and it's like pretty much has become almost a full time thing for us it's definitely getting to that point um but we've been working so much on like social media that we we don't really have oh enough God. time to work on our routine uh mm-hmm. we we we've been like working on our second routine since like the first one came out <sighs> and we're really trying to get it done and we still haven't got it done we uh the practice time has like been hard um, that's definitely one of our challenges as well,
3: but we can, we, we'll, we'll get we're, it we're making
1: it work. It's yeah. just, it's hard. Like when you, like, you know, you know, you know of all people, I,
0: I, <laughs> definitely
1: exactly how, like how, how you are with like a partner or routines and stuff like that. But for us, it's like, we just got back today, uh, yesterday and, and okay, good. We don't have to travel this weekend. So we're going to put in the work because next week is the C. But mm-hmm. next week is already D.C. Like we're already hoping to, to debut in D.C. And that's not going to happen. You know, we're already past the, the half of a year. So we're really trying to get our new routine out there.
0: Let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsors. Have you been looking to level up your Kizomba, but you don't have the local instructors to take you there? Are you looking for something concrete to practice with your Kizomba partner? Or are you looking for Kizomba lessons that you can take on your schedule and the comfort of your home? If you answered yes to any of these questions, look no further. learn to kidscom is what you need. Progressive, step-by-step lessons that you can take at your pace in the comfort of your home or anywhere with a solid internet connection on your PC, Mac, or any smartphone. New videos are added every month. You can try this awesome resource out 30 days free at learn slash podcast. After the 30 days free it's only a low $15 per month. But again, the special offer for the Dance Your Heart on Fire listeners, 30 days free at learntokids.com slash podcast. You won't find this offer anywhere else. learntokids.com slash podcast. And now back to our show. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, the time management is really tough and the energy management to go along with it, you know, um, on top of traveling and the social media aspect is, is super important, you know, because that's kind of like how you guys get booked and get your your videos and like your content out there. But at the same time, you have to work on the actual skill that you're going to put in the social media content, you know, so I can definitely relate to both of that. Um, I wanted to I heard you mention sensuality and that being a challenge and kind of defining uh, what sensuality means in Bachata, because obviously people it's really easy for people to get misconceptions about uh, what it means to be sensual and what's acceptable on the dance floor and, and what's respectable and things like that. So I wonder uh, how much of your teachings are dedicated to like etiquette and respect. And also, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard things about consent in, in the dance world as well. So I wonder how that kind of ties into your teaching, because you said it was like a an ever, ever growing challenge. So i like to hear you guys' um, experiences with that.
1: One of the for for sure, like we are so, we care so much about dance etiquette in our classes. Sometimes we talk with so much and we praise so much in class that we really just, we like sometimes forget about playing, having, we, yeah, we run out of time to play a song so they can practice what we taught them. But we're just like, it is so important, etiquette, what you can and cannot do on the dance floor. And, uh, that's definitely one of the things that we like to talk about. Or, and then,
3: not, or not that you can or cannot do, but you have to be very aware of the signals, right? Because we all know that different people go into the scene for different reasons.
2: Mm-hmm. So like,
3: you as a leader or you as a follow have to be very aware and mindful of like your partner. And if he's giving you signals, then you can either respond or you can say you can accept or deny, right? Um, but it's about really being in like being present and understanding and interpreting or, or even just actually asking um, what your partner is insinuating um, and not feeling like scared or, or, um, or timid to just say like ask what they're doing or if they're being disrespectful, having having the courage to say something and be like what you did was is not OK um, instead of just walking away from the dance and letting that happen to someone else. That's just what I think. Um, definitely, uh, but in terms of like us teaching etiquette and, and uh, sensuality in the dance floor, I think that as a student, if I would have started in the scene uh, now versus before, uh, I definitely would have had a different interpretation of what a bachata is. Unfortunately, and um, I don't think I would have. I would be so passionate about uh, bachata as I am today, and I think that's why. I love teaching with Jonathan because Jonathan feels the same way, and we, that's why we stress in our classes the fundamentals. Because uh, although you may not, maybe you like a specific style, and that's what attracted you to bachata, and that's great. But uh, within all these different styles that are coming, that are coming up, uh, your fundamentals are still important, um, no matter what style you dance. So I think that's why we stress in our classes the fundamentals. Uh, and within those fundamentals reading uh, reading body language mm-hmm. um, and giving uh, physical cues, especially for like the follows for me, I always teach that you can dance connected but with applying pressure in certain uh, areas of your either giving more tension here or applying more resistance here, you can give your your um, your lead physical cues. Um, that you're not comfortable or this is how comfortable I am in terms of spacing um, and uh, no, I don't wish to be body rolled uh, for this many times like I, or just stay in an open position and things like that, that way uh, you can still dance with someone and it, without having to actually tell them like, hey, I'm uncomfortable, you can say that with your body and hopefully the lead is very um, aware and adapts to their follow.
0: Yeah, I tell them the follow. I'm sorry, the leads that I have in my classes. You have to listen to the way that the follower is listening to you. So, um, a lot of etiquette and sensuality and boundaries, obviously, with kizomba comes up a lot. Um, and just letting the ladies know that they don't have to suffer through dances, and letting the guys know, like, hey, you have to listen to the the lady that you're dancing with, and make sure that she's comfortable, and you're not forcing yourself through. And it doesn't even have to be a central move. It could be a trick or a lean or something like that. It's like read her body language and not, and don't just assume just because you did it, she's going to like it, you know?
3: Yeah, I think it's also again, I'm going to go back to perception and um perception is that when you go into a dance in terms of like, OK, I learned this in class, I'm going to try this out now instead of like. Again, it's like a story, Like you start with your partner, you you slow it down, the tempo, because usually Bachata songs uh, don't start off with a Bachata beat right away. So you take it slow, you do chord beats, and then you find out what the level of your dancer is. And from there, then you build a story throughout the song, instead of just going in there, um, kind of zoned in on the moves that you're going to try with this partner. Um, instead of kind of bouncing off of your partner and having a fun time.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. I like you guys' perspective on a lot of things. This is why I have you guys on the podcast. So um, so let's go ahead and take it into some some actionable items that you guys have, have found and you guys are passionate about. Um, let's see if we can try to boil it down because I know you guys probably have a million tips that you guys can give the, the leads and the follows out there in the scene but what three tips would you give the leads to improve their bachata? If they're looking to improve their bachata and they're listening right now, what would you tell them?
1: Um, So I love to say this one in the beginning, uh, like as soon as we start the partner work portion of our class, the first thing I always tell people is what I'll say right now. Um, And it's sometimes a little bit hard to hear, especially for beginners. And what we like to say is, if you can can dance uh, an entire song with the person in front of you without having to rely on any dips, tricks or turn per- or turn patterns of any kind and you could just stay doing the fundamentals um, the entire time, then you are doing a good job. If you have to rely on any sort of turn patterns or dips of any kind uh, throughout to get you through the song, then you still have a lot of work to do based on your fundamentals. So if you work on your fundamentals and you get them down packed and you... Get confidence with your movement and how you move your hips, and not and not turning your partner um, to get you through the song. Then you're doing a very good job. That's one tip that I like to say. Nice. When
3: w- And what he means by that is because some people take it where like, oh, I can't do partner work because Jonathan said no partner work. It's not that. It's just that if you are dancing and you have nothing else to do and you resort to turn patterns, then that's when you have more work to do. But if you're able to actually incorporate your your, like a turn pattern because there's musicality behind it and not because you have no 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 more, I guess, ammo or. I mean, it was ammunition I yeah, I hear you. in, your, in your repertoire, then then that's OK because you're doing it for the musicality component. But if you're doing it because you have nothing else, then that's that's where that's where it's it's not OK. Kind of thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's pretty much that's our first tip. So number two,
3: go number go, two, go, Um, Jennifer. I think. Uh, my tip for leads is to not be so, and I, that is also applies to, to to follows too, but mostly leads too, is not to live in their head, like in their head. Um, sometimes we're so wrapped up in like what we're going to do and like, um, what's the next move or is she having a good time? And I think just to like really let go and with letting go, I think also some gentlemen, uh, release tension. Some Sometimes I've had some really rough dances and it's not because they're a rough lead, but it's just because they're so inside of their head. They're not conscious of how their body is reacting. Um, and I think a rough lead can sometimes hinder a great dance.
1: Okay, that's my number two. Number two. Number three, uh, I'll just keep it short and simple. Mm-hmm. Just watch your surroundings oh Oh my god especially like all the big socials any big congresses where there's a ton of people like not only for yourself but for the person that you're dancing with of course i'm talking to the leads um or i guess just in general but the leads have to take care of the
0: followers definitely
1: so many times they're just not about they don't realize what's going on around them
0: i've seen a couple of like really like I'm going for a dips, but like you're dipping like right towards a table or a partner or somebody else. I'm like, you can literally like have her head hit something really, really hard if you're not careful of like where she is and where you're dipping her, you know?
1: Yeah, it's happened to us like two or three times at least where well, one time specifically where it happened. Oh, it was in Kansas, wasn't the, was yeah. it there? Yeah. You were in Kansas. With yeah, us. I was That's there. That, right? In Kansas. Um, Sorry to call them out, but (laughs) it happened in a social where where we were dancing together and luckily we were in an open position. And literally somebody dipped a girl right in front of us in between our legs, like right in between our open position. Wow! Uh, It was crazy, you know, and it's like this has to be addressed. Um, So we're really uh, just guys. You want to dip girls, do what you got to do. But just do it in a very just look where you're going. You know, it's like you don't walk down the street blind. you. You always look where you're going and it's the same concept and it's not only for them it's not only for for you or for everybody else it's first just safety in general yeah you know we get hurt and you know it takes away the fun part of the social dancing
0: definitely and
3: it also applies to the to follows too like as me as a follower there are many times where i i i give my lead a lot of like um resistance resistance just to let him know that the couple behind them is not being mindful of space and is really close to, to his yes. or her back. Yes, So that's, and then I've had these like, thank you so much is the first time, you know, someone has, like, and I think that's because it, there's a lack of communication in terms of follows that they, it's not something that's really taught in a way, but I also am very conscious of um, the leader's back and what's happening behind him just so we both don't get hurt.
0: Definitely. There awesome. you go. Three tips for the leads. I hope you guys are taking notes. So now for the beautiful ladies out there, three tips for improving their bachata.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I'll go first because I was gonna add it to the other one, but I was like, nah, he only asked for three, so now it's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this, this is like Jen's words. Wait, Um, so
3: you're gonna take my tip? I'm gonna take your tip.
1: This is Jen's word.
3: Now you know. It's <laughs> my mojo.
1: It, she always says in class, be submissive. So we we love to show how even with like anything that looks a little bit more uh, like, a, like a class where you're doing some sort of a step and a question will come up. It's like, wait, wait, how do you even follow that? And it's like, there's always a way to follow everything. As long as you have a good lead um that that knows what they're doing or even if they don't if you just pay attention and be submissive you will be able to follow it um so uh, one of my biggest pet peeves to to followers and it happens to me every congress every weekend at least once or twice is ladies who just okay. l- lead themselves um don't lead yourself even if even if you're even if you're dancing with a guy that we like to say this uh, that dances like a little teapot and mm-hmm. is just swaying left and right mm-hmm. and doing something that's not bachata and, and that or that's his interpretation of bachata you have to do the same thing unfortunately and that's just the way it works. So ladies just or followers follow just follow let go You said yes to a three minute dance with this person. So you just have to let go. And I and I promise you it's 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 only going to help at the end of the day.
0: I have a follow up question to that. Go for it. Would you say that you find follows more often than not? Are they more on the I'm an independent woman? I want to do my thing and not listen to your lead side or because sometimes I guess on the flip side of that spectrum, you can have a follow who's too submissive and she's not showing any personality.
1: Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. So like to, to go along with that, um, when it comes to bachata, right. So like, I'm a huge Zossel person also. So when it comes to bachata, you're absolutely right. Like that's for me, this is like why Jen, and it's not cause she's my partner. It's because this is why like Jen is the perfect medium of like being submissive and being yourself,
2: mm-hmm. you know, there's,
1: there's plenty of opportunities as a follower to, to, uh, to do your own thing while the person in front of you is still trying to lead you. For example, like if we're in a close position, there's not that much room for you to go you go you to go and do your own thing. But there is plenty of room for you to do simple things, s- simple gestures with your hands, going from, you know, like a follower's like Jen's hand would go from my her, my shoulder well, up to my neck or from my shoulder down to like my arm down to my hand, you know, in a very simple and like that's like our definition of like sensual right and you can be sensual in the simplest form and then when you open up and have an open position dance that's where you can do a lot more things and you don't have to feel like you're restricted you know it's um but it's always it did it, it it is definitely important to match uh the best that you can what's going on in front of you um but like now just to like Throw the other side of that. I like to use salsa because salsa is like one of my passions as well. Mm-hmm. And I can dance with somebody. That's why, I like, there's like a shines portion, right? When you dance salsa, there's like a shines portion where you just let go and you do your own thing. Nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. Um, so that's like, to me, is like you have plenty of freedom there to do what you want. Um, It's just I I say it in such a like strict manner and that's because of like the experiences I've I've had where I just feel like I'm not even dancing with the person in front of me anymore because they're just completely turning themselves or not even looking or, you know, it's it's that's the kind of stuff that we're definitely like to stay away from. Well, not stay away from, but just help help and teach so that that gets better, you know.
0: It over. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what number tip are we on? Was that one tip mixed into <laughs> the second tip? I <laughs> was, was one uh one and a
1: half, one point five. Okay. Good, Jennifer.
3: Um well yeah, so just to like just to just to finish up number one though, like that I start off that con like that comment with like, yes, you are a strong, beautiful, independent woman. Outside of this dance floor, but on this dance floor, you're submissive. Just so like, also don't. It doesn't sound like you're yeah. just telling ladies on um, yeah. our classes. Just be submissive. Because be I, because I took
1: your thunder, you had to go and say. Um, you had to add on top. of No, that. it's
3: just. It's I just, know, I'm It's just kidding. Jonathan. Like also. Uh, well, I don't want to get into that in this conversation too, but like it's also you have to be very conscious of gender roles and how the gender roles play in a dance in a dance scene. Um, and I think that you know leads, and especially when you're a man, that you don't go through those things. Um, so yeah, just being extra sensitive, okay, Jonathan? AK. Okay, got AK, it. Okay, awesome. Um, Ali, a tip number two for follows. Um, I think attire is important um, when you're dancing socially uh, you spe- uh, well with whatever dance that you or style you're dancing you just have to be conscious of that you and you have to adjust so if you're I think if you're wearing, let's say pants or shorts, that's great. If you can, if you want to do a specific style where a lot of these dips are, uh, dips are happening, but if you're wearing a dress, um, it it is going to be very uncomfortable for you to be doing like body rolls that require different levels and dips and just being conscious of like um, what you wear and your accessories. Like when you turn, if you're wearing a necklace that you're not hitting your partner uh, with your accessories. Um, which is more that's more of a a, a um a vanity tip I maybe like No, but it's, it's
0: valid because having that in place for like if it is getting in the way then it's gonna take away from being able to have a good dance, you know?
3: And big rings too. Big rings also um bother bother leads because of the hand holding. Sometimes your accessories on your hands also can be bothersome. has um,
0: definitely happened to me with Kizoma. I def-
1: yeah, I definitely, um you know what? Actually, now that you think, I think about it, with the with the accessories, I don't think it's ever bothered me as far as bachata goes, and salsa definitely does. Um, bachata, like, I guess, just anything that's long.
0: Yeah, if, I hear you.
1: anything that's long. Um, the, the 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 skirt thing or yeah. the dress thing is the worst. When they have to I, keep pulling the skirt down. I keep pulling it down. It's and like it, I know you want to look good, but
3: and, Come you know, on, girl. and I've been a culprit of this too. I'm also not gonna say like I've never oh, fallen in, in this. She did it this weekend twice. So but <laughs> but that's okay because like I, I again like I, I knew going into the into the dance and what I was wearing, um, but I also wasn't looking to dance A certain specific style. I was mostly in. um,
1: We're hanging out in the traditional room, room, you
3: know, hoping that there's a lot of basics and like people not trying to dip me. Uh, But it's also it's also a two way street, right? Um, As a leader, you have to understand that I am wearing a dress, and maybe you're not going to do that dip on me. Exactly. So it's just communicating and and realizing your expectations. Ladies don't expect to be dipped, and hopefully not to be dipped in a really short dress. Um, And gentlemen she's wearing a dress please be, be respectful yes of that.
1: exactly um so i would say to, number three to lighten up the mood you ready
3: okay oh
1: La- overall like we've been i guess we've been kind of like
3: negative <laughs> sorry not, we've, been not, negative we've been negative nancy we've
1: been negative nancies but we're really we just really just want to help out the scene and, and we're really just trying to improve the overall experience that people are having Definitely. yeah so in general, honestly, it's all about fun. Like everybody knows, and the majority of time, people dance because they want to have fun. Um, so our number three tip is like, if you like dancing bachata or you like dancing any form of music, do it. Do it and listen to the song. Like yeah. let the song guide you. Um, I'm we're definitely the types to like if the song is not happening for us we are like, nah. like uh look i i mean i've told plenty of uh, followers that ask me to dance hey do you want to dance i say look by the way it's not my favorite song but i'm gonna do the best i can to make sure you have a great time and uh, because it's just i can't get into it you know the music comes first so if you love dancing bachata and you love bachata music in general or any songs in general before you start dancing then let the song guide you know guide you through the, throughout the night and it's going to be a lot more fun A lot more of a fun experience. Um, Just don't forget to be submissive.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and I I think it's also to listen to bachata. Like I guess we're talking because we're a bachata couple. But in any any form of dance that you that you enjoy to dance, it's really really cool. Like that moment when you're on the dance floor and you're just it's going to be another bachata song. But then the DJ plays your favorite bachata song, one that you know absolutely all the musicality hits. Um, And you know where everything is coming and like that feeling and being able to dance that with someone else and then you see how they interpret your favorite parts is a super epic moment, especially for me. Oh, yeah, Um, definitely. but, But that won't happen if you don't know the song, if you're consistently being surprised because you don't listen to the genre of music that you're dancing um so i really really suggest uh, i think with all, all of our students we always say to just listen to the songs and see what your favorite is and see yeah. what style is your favorite go
1: to spotify just put bachata lovers. lovers radio yeah. Or yeah. radio traditional radio whatever uh just start finding favorite artists and then start a radio from there yeah and and you're gonna hear plenty of music the entire day we do it especially being in new york we walk down the street, go on the train everywhere with with music while you're at work, while you're in the car. Well Malaya at work. You have to work. LA people in the the traffic. Okay. Whatever it is, there's plenty of opportunities for you to listen to music and get more accustomed to what's going on out there. And not only the new things, listen to the old things. The reason why Bachata became big, you know, like Aventura and traditional and Liz Vargas and...
3: Things like, yeah,
1: all these all these artists are so important and people are starting to little by little forget about them, yeah. uh, especially the new the new uh, the
3: new wave of the budgeteros. new wave
0: of yeah. the new millennials. I the hear bachata. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate you guys sharing those tips for our listeners. I'm pretty sure they'll take some value from those as well. And that's what the podcast is. Is all about um, for the people who want to find out more about you on the interwebs. What's the best way for them to to follow you guys?
3: J Squared Bachata.
1: It's Put so com. easy. So easy. J Squared And so that's spelled can... out, right? Yeah. It's J S Q U A R E D Bachata at um, dot com at Gmail. Um, that's also our facebook our instagram Instagram, everything is j squared bachata it should be very easy to find us you You, can just google it you can google it you can youtube it you can
3: ask siri too (laughs) is that true i don't know (laughs) i was hoping
0: siri does do like if you ask her to find something and then she was like okay would you like me to search the web
1: do it jen do it no it's gonna be embarrassing not do it Okay,
3: Uh, should I send your message? Oh my God, Jonathan, no. Okay,
1: go. (laughs) Let's find out.
3: No, stop talking.
1: Okay, I'm sorry.
3: Wow.
1: Should I send your message?
3: No. Wow,
1: this is totally...
3: No, cancel. Okay, I won't send
1: it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, hold on, hold on, hold on, I got this. Uh, Please find J squared.
1: Here's what I found on the web for find J squared. <laughs> okay,
3: definitely not. Siri did not find us. You had to say bachata, bachata. Jennifer. Okay. okay, hold on, let me see. Please find J squared bachata. Totally Here's not bachata. What I found. Definitely you know, not. You
1: know what we learned? Siri sucks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't find us on Siri because Siri's not gonna find us. Um, so
1: yeah, uh, every we have. Oh, we also have a you know our YouTube channel um so j squared bachata everywhere it should be should be able to find us and for if sure. not it's um i'll be sure to put, put those personally uh, on facebook yeah on facebook uh j squared jonathan Godinez or jennifer isabel you can find us and write us personally send us your videos we love to see our students improving as well yeah and, and we have plenty of people asking us questions too about what we teach so we love all that kind of feedback okay
3: I, I- I know that you mentioned that you, you mostly interview Kizomba instructors, um, and we're so uh, thankful that you, you reached out to us. Definitely, oh to my be God. On here, um, And I think that a tip that we can, or not a tip, but like a comment that we can share is, uh, no matter what community you're a part of, is that to not forget that you're a part of a community um, and that, you know, your your success and your, um, your ventures won't dampen but like highlighting someone else's success and and, and um, accomplishments won't dampen your own. They just build community um, and they strengthen the community. And sometimes, um, you know, we all face struggles and being having a strong community always helps.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I, I, obviously I have a bias towards Kizomba, things like that, for, but for this podcast, I know the world of dance is bigger than just Kizomba, even though it's what um, I dedicate a lot of my life to. So that's why it was kind of a part of the motive of reaching out to you guys and I'm just like if I have if I see cool people in the dance scene I'm going to bring them on the podcast period you know regardless of what they dance That's That's awesome. and we're
2: cool <laughs> <laughs> alright
0: guys well it was awesome talking to you guys um, I appreciate you guys sharing your experiences and your tips and we'll be seeing you guys in DC in two weeks
2: yes,
0: yes! You all right can. guys
1: Carlos, you're amazing and you have such awesome energy so we really we're really we're really happy that we got to hang out and get to know each other on a on a different level of just you know uh, passer yeah and for sure so we're looking forward to hanging out with you in dc and thank you so much for thinking about
0: us
3: i love the name of your podcast yes
0: That's- because it's I mean, once you once you once you're addicted to dance and I'm pretty sure you guys have dedicated so much time and energy to like just the passion of dance It's like literally having it on fire, you know? Yeah, dance your heart on fire. Mm -hmm. All right, brother. All right, guys, take it easy. Take it easy. Thank you so much. Thank you for checking out the dance your heart on fire podcast today be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your kizomba journey